0: Welcome to the Podcast Connector. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes tips on all things entrepreneurship, spreading your message, and the podcasting space. Plus, we will connect you with some amazing people in health, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Connector podcast. Today, we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics of all time, which is boundaries. I love a good boundary. It is how I maintain my sanity and not having boundaries put me into severe adrenal fatigue, HPA axis dysfunction whatever you want to call it. And Kaylee and I have great boundaries.
1: I feel, you know, I also feel like this is a student has become a master situation. So I feel like yeah. you <laughs> start, you start laying down boundaries first and then had to help teach and coach me how to lay down boundaries. And now I feel like I help other people lay down boundaries. Yeah, there we go. So I'm, I'm very proud. I'm yeah. very
0: proud. It's, it's a game changer, you know, and mm-hmm. both of us like really were forced to, you know, with our health and would hate to see that happen to other people. But it's like, if you're feeling anxious all the time and you're feeling out of control and everybody's tugging on you, you need to set your own boundaries. It's your life, control your reality. Right. So we want to talk about just like some must have boundaries we have that we think may be helpful for entrepreneurs. And I think with boundaries, you know, it's very personal. So like my limits would be different than Kaylee's, be different than, you know, you listening. So just knowing what feels good for you and where it might feel like too much for me and I need a harder boundary for somebody else that might feel totally fine. So it really is just like doing what you need and knowing that about yourself. It's all about knowing yourself and what feels good for you and where your limits are, and then expressing those boundaries clearly and upholding them because people say, oh yeah, that's my boundary. And then they don't uphold it. And we teach people how to, uh, treat us. Right. So,
1: oh, where do we want to start with boundaries? You want to start with (laughs) texts? Yeah. Let's start with texts. And I do want to preface that I am quite naturally a people pleaser. And so (laughs) we're not Yeah, which is great. Like, which is why I was excited about this podcast because Christina and I will have different approaches to certain things, but I feel like I had to work extremely hard on myself with laying down boundaries, not even other people, but how to work on the anxiety within myself of feeling like I was letting people down, not getting back to people on time, feeling like I was mean. I was going to come off rude. People wouldn't like me. The list goes on with the people pleasing. So And let me just say, when you've been in a habit of people pleasing
0: and people are used to that being your personality, there's going to be pushback because they're used to having access to you all the time. And then suddenly when you're setting a boundary, it's like, whoa, wait, I can't. No, I get your energy. I get access to you. People might
1: might might tell you like you've changed. Yeah, they might get upset. They might get frustrated. They might be like, oh, you've changed. But I, while we go through all these things, just remember like when you're setting these boundaries, it's for yourself. It's to release your own anxiety. It's so you're feeling your own energy throughout the day and not everyone else is not getting so exhausted by giving to everyone else and then crashing and burning out and having these meltdowns because you haven't given to yourself at Mm -hmm. all. And you are most important every day all the time. Yeah, 100%. So we can start with texts. You know, for
0: me, I, I this was actually the harder, like one of the hardest boundaries for me because I've always been that person that like just responded as quickly as I could. And then it, there was a moment where I was like, I'm not being this person anymore. I want to be this person where you might text me and you never know if you're going to hear back. <laughs> because I was, I was jealous of people who were yes. like that. And what really the problem was I realized I started like feeling like, where is my day going? And I started tracking my time. And I was like, I'm spending so much time texting people. Like it was, it was like taking up hours of my day and it didn't seem like it. Cause it was just here and there, but all that task switching and I'm like, no, I can't focus on texting you back and forth, you
1: know, so this was a big one for me. I used to be the to best it. texter in the world. I'm now one of the worst texters yeah. in the world, Same. but it no longer bothers me when I see there's 40 texts sitting, you know, in my messages in my phone and it used to, but now it gives me more anxiety feeling like I have to get back to everyone with a certain time limit. So mm-hmm. this might take a little bit of time, but what you really have to do is when you see certain things come in that are going to suck too much of your time from what you're doing right now, it can be answered later. Mm-hmm. People want instant results so quickly. So like when they text, they immediately want a response, but that's about them. That is not about you. You do not have an obligation to give that person an immediate response. You can operate within your window of response time and within your schedule. And if you don't run a respond, you don't have to respond. (laughs) You do not have to respond to anyone. And if someone texts you and you don't get back to them and they really need you, they can also pick up the phone and call you. People now know like, Christine and I do this all the time. We'll say if something is more time sensitive or not. Like we send each other a long voice memo. It's like, oh, this isn't urgent right now. Or a lot of times if I do want a quicker response from from someone, I will say, hey, I have a super quick question. Or do you have a quick minute? This is like something that needs to get done today. Like something like that, Mm -hmm. where just you are now taking the pressure off the other person, whether something is urgent or not, or if it's like, Hey, I need literally 30 seconds of your time. Do you have it? And again, you can make that decision, but when you start laying down those boundaries and setting that example with other people, people start to respond in the same way too. And so it's changing the way you communicate around when you're going to answering texts and how you're answering them and then how long something's going to take. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, and I think also, you know, on the other side of this is like being responsible with when you're reaching out to people. And I think if people started thinking about every text, like what if all of those are going to be phone calls, would you be calling someone that much? Or would you be <laughs> answering that many phone calls? You know? And it's like, we kind of forget how many like tugs that is on somebody. But for me, it's like, I have a specific time during the day, or like sometimes it's maybe sometimes it's two or three times, or maybe it's just once where it's like this is when I look at my texts and I can answer all of them at once and batch them. And there's no reason why anybody needs me any earlier than that. Like I'm gonna get to it when I get to it. But the thing is, there are many days where I'm like, I don't have the capacity for this. And honestly, there are many days where I'm like, I'm just gonna answer my text this weekend. I do that you a know? lot too. I'll just yeah, answer it this weekend. weekend. And it's like if somebody really needs me, they'll get a hold of me, you know. But yeah. something that I am a big believer in and to be honest, it is shocking to me how many entrepreneurs do not do this is I do not allow work to be in my texts. Like I do not. And, and I know you do. And that I, I <laughs> yeah. would literally drive myself crazy. Like I don't like having 40 unread things to me. Like if somebody texts me something about work, I will not respond. I will not respond. And I'll be like, e- either email this to me because usually it doesn't even have to go to me directly. It should go to my assistant. And it's, to me, it's disrespectful. If somebody's going straight to me when it should be something that's not through me, you know, but then also like to me, that's my, that's my personal place. And I use Voxer and I have a specific app. I I know a lot of people use WhatsApp and it's like, I really am a big believer in having a different application. That's like, that's work. And that way I know when I'm going onto it, I'm energetically prepared for work. But if I'm at the end of the day, like, Oh, I gotta, you know, maybe have something, maybe I'm coordinating with a friend about something we're doing socially this weekend. And I'm also seeing work stuff. I just feel it, it feels violating. It feels like invasive to me, but that's on me. If I'm allowing people to send all this work stuff in my texts. And that made me like, when I used to do that, it made me feel so anxious all the time. And like, I couldn't escape work. And so now it's like, if it's work related, it's in Voxer or it's on email, you know, but if somebody texts me something work related, I will not respond
1: because no, that's, this is not my place. (laughs) I I love that boundary. And I think we need to work towards that as a team to either bring in our group texts to Voxer or WhatsApp, where I do lay down the line because I, we have a lot of group work group text for social media she's TikTok, talking about clear stuff. Stuff. we have yeah, we have tight boundaries at the <laughs> podcast after let me this tell you that. yes <laughs> there is nothing going on in the text mm-hmm. with podcast connector which i do really appreciate because it also keeps everything all in all one area as mm-hmm. well which is why i think i'll start migrating our team over to that but where i do lay down the boundaries is when anyone outside of our internal team group text try to text mm-hmm. me something about work i immediately just tell them to email it especially if yeah. someone's like can you send this over to me, one, 99% of the time, I cannot send it over that second. And of course, Apple still has not given the ability to make a text message unread. (laughs) So once I open that, and if I can't do it right then and there, I will forget about it. So I tell people to email it to me. So anything else that is work related, I bring to email immediately mm-hmm. and add text because that's for me too. I will forget, I will not get it done. Oh, if I you can't work it on a- red. Yeah. And then I yeah, it's it's absolutely not getting done. But I do agree it really helps mindset wise when you can separate with a different application and keeping it out of text because that's when I get so overwhelmed when it's like business and then text, and then it's pushing all my personal ones lower and then I forget about those. And it's just it's a lot throughout the day. I mean, I know you're the same. I probably get over, you know, 70 plus text messages a day, Mm -hmm. if not more (laughs) with that and keeping track of all that. But another another thing I did really want to bring out is on the flip side, if someone is setting those boundaries with you, making sure that you're not taking it personally. Like if someone doesn't answer you that day, it's not because they don't like you or they don't appreciate you. They're setting their own boundaries or you never know what they're going through that day. Mm -hmm. They could be having a crazy, busy, chaotic day. So I remember when I started laying down a lot of boundaries with text messages from a couple of friends, they were like, is something wrong? Are you mad at me? What's going on? And I was like, no like uh, honestly I'm just I have so much anxiety I'm so overwhelmed that I haven't even been in the mental space to be Mm -hmm. able to answer a personal text especially when someone's checking in like how are you I get one of those texts and I get extreme anxiety then I can't answer it because I like I like to have intentional time with a how are you I like to have a phone call and catch up and I cannot do that (laughs) over text but learning that when someone else is setting boundaries to work on not taking that personally because that is for them it's not against you I think a Lot of that is also just like clear communication with people who
0: aren't entrepreneurs. Like I know for people with my family, like I told my mom, I'm like, mom, like, I I know you don't live your life like this, but because you don't get a million messages all day, every day. But like, I genuinely haven't looked at my texts in 10 days. Like, I'm not singling you out and just not answer. Like, I genuinely haven't looked at them because when I have to prioritize my time, I'm prioritizing what has to get done for work. And to be honest, answering like, hey, w- what do you think about this yellow cloth? Like it's not the top of my priority. <laughs> you know I mean? So it's yeah. like my texts are my last priority. Like I'm gonna be very honest. And I'm like now people are trained to that, but I used to be the person that always responded and it drove me crazy. But I think the other part of this that I also want to say is like work times, for example, because I'm very clear with people on my team. It's like, okay, put everything in Voxer, like people who are very close on my team. If anything is is super urgent and I'm not like responding then text me and say something is urgent in Voxer only then text me for example last week I needed a day off so I didn't look at Voxer at all but I already know like my team knows that and so I know if anything is actually urgent they will I'll get a text right and so when I came back there's a ton of stuff in Voxer none of it was urgent It it could wait the weekend Right. It was totally fine. But also with that is, you know, sometimes I work really weird hours. Maybe I'm like out all day and then I'm like doing stuff at night or I'm like, I get a creative hit at night or people on my, some people on my team work really strange hours. And then, especially if you're like East coast, West coast and and time zones, if I'm getting texts at like 10 PM, Like my time or like first thing when I wake up, I'm just stressed out. And that's why keeping it all in a separate application is so helpful so that people can really just like send things over like when it's coming up for them. Cause I forget, but it's not like bombarding your
1: personal text messages at weird hours. I agree. Being conscious of that. And again, just reminding everyone setting their own boundaries and set your own. Not about you. It's not about you. It never it's never about you. <laughs> That's it's never like the about biggest But the, the biggest life lesson and the biggest release of anxiety too. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about managing social media. I'm excited about this one because I actually don't think except for maybe the first year or two of Instagram, I've never had notifications turned on ever. Oh, I've never had notifications either. That's yeah, horrible. I, right? I think maybe in the very beginning, but I can literally barely remember. A time, and I forget about this, and I'm like, I should never have. Instagram- on? Yes, Christina. What? People have Instagram notifications turned on. What does it notify them of? DMs, comments. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm stressed. so stressed. I see people's phones go off, and I like, I'm stressed for them.
0: I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, that's insane. It's oh my god. Insane. Why do you need that? Why do you need that? I- <laughs> I don't know.
0: (laughs) I I didn't know that people did
1: that. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. A lot of people do. A lot of people do.
0: Social media will easily eat up your entire, it's designed to eat up your entire day. Yeah. Pick your time, pick one time, two times a day. You don't need more than that. And that's when you check all your comments, respond, check all of your DMS respond. And then, then wait the next day. If someone sent you a DM eight hours ago, it will still be there no, you're, there's no missed
1: opportunity by by answering like a D there. No, who's DMing you being like, I need this answer in five minutes, or you are not going to get a Forbes feature tomorrow. Like,
0: it's it's like, why are you DMing? Like if it's urgent, why are you DMing people? You know what I think is insane. Sometimes people will DM me. Like I can't find the link to this call. And it's like two minutes before the call. I'm like, do you think I'm sitting in my DMS two minutes before this big call? I'm like, why are you not emailing Like the person who emailed you, like, like why are you DMing me? Oh my gosh, guys. I actually (laughs) have been thinking about this. Like the people who DM for customer service issues. Can you imagine? Like I think I'm, I'm being honest here. I'm trying to understand. Okay. With products I own, I have had issues or like, even I think about like fitness programs I've bought or like, I don't know, like whatever. If I'm
1: having an issue, the last place I think to go is DMing them on social media. I'm in between on this one. Do you really DM people? No, not, no, no, not people. Brands. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm thinking of just one time these nails I have on my favorite, Uh my static nails. When I Mm -hmm. first started using them, they would like fall off really easily. And I was like reading on the website, reading all the instructions. I'm like, I'm following the instructions. Like, what am I doing wrong? And to me, I was like, oh, let me just see if I can DM the brand and see if they have any pointers. And so I just Mm -hmm. like, what was going on? And they're like, oh yeah, actually, if you double glue it and then hold it for a minute, they last three, three weeks. And it was amazing. And it got a really quick response. If I was, if it was actually like a real full-blown customer service question, I of course would email to like track all that. I was just, honestly, I was kind of wondering if they would answer back, but that's about the extent I've done it. We do allow people to DM for customer service things for ClearStem. We communicate that Mm -hmm. because we can get back to the DMs and we have the capacity to answer DMs. We have multiple people that go in and answer for customer service and different things. And we want to be able to act quickly for certain things and connect more with our customer. And so we open, we open the gates for that. We open that line of communication.
0: Well, if you say that's okay, I think maybe it's because I, maybe it's because I, like as you're talking, I'm like, well, I just assume the person who's running the social media
1: is not the customer service person. So why would I go to them? This is like, very, I guess the this, average person trained, doesn't know that. Exactly. The, the average person does DM brands a lot, which is why we've opened that line of communication because of best practices among other brands. Now, where I do draw a heavy boundary, I used to get a ton of both texts and DMs with clear some customer service to my personal it's like oh, I do not no. I do not run customer service and I used to get questions about people's order all the time and then I would just start saying email hello clear stamp mm-hmm. email hello clear stamp and that's what I would tell them to do because it's like I do not run customer service so again we I just always keep-
0: think of customer service as e- an as email, email or a phone call like I f- it's just because I grew up with it. I guess I just I'm like that's the last place I would look and because I think in my head I'm like oh someone's running their social media that's like the creative social media person I don't even think about that as the customer service.
1: End. Yeah, well, we've had is, to, we've I guess. had it because we saw that happening so much and mm-hmm. to be able to answer people faster, so we had to train our people for customer service, but we don't have a chatbot on our website and we don't have a phone number, so we only uh, have email yeah. and so that is why we we opened that as our second line of communication. Mm-hmm. But I normal I always email companies. I don't You know what get- I
0: think is my issue is I just hate sending messages on
1: the phone. To me yes. I just like like that just like stresses me. Like if, I, if it's long, I need to type it <laughs> and if you have to send people links and stuff. It makes yeah. it even more difficult. Like that's why yeah. we don't, we don't handle a lot of customers. So like, we answer customer service questions, but when c- certain things need to be handled, like it has to be done on the computer to copy links, tracking numbers, yeah. all stuff like that it makes it so yeah. much difficult to do that over the phone. And you're like yeah. emailing stuff to yourself. And then that's chaotic. Okay. Well, this is making more yes. sense to me now. I feel like we're getting off track though, because let's yes, talk about apologize. like, okay, to me, it's just like, <laughs>
0: it's just like picking times when you just batch and you respond to things and, like you don't like scrolling and just going on there random times throughout the day, you're going to eat mm-hmm. up so much of day. It's a huge waste of time and it just causes a lot of anxiety. You don't need to see all that. It's still going to be there when you look. And then I think the other thing is like, you know, do you like, let's move outside of like, if it's a brand page, mm-hmm, no. do, do you answer DMS? do you allow DMs? Do you have like the DM, like the reply function on, on your stories? You know, that's a personal, cause you uh, can turn that off if you yeah. want. Mine was turned completely off for a long time. And then I turned it on for a little bit again, just to see. And then I turned it where it's been for the longest period of time has been it's off for the general person, but anyone I follow it's on for. So my friends can reply I to like my that. story, but like, and like someone who I'm not following can't reply to it. If you are a podcast host and you are not already part of the Podcast Connector, what are you waiting for? This is a totally free service for you. We know how hard it is nowadays to find really amazing guests that have something different to say. I've been hosting a show for over six years now and I know it has gotten more and more difficult for me to find unique messages and really cool people. They're out there but I go mostly on referral only so I totally feel you and this is why the Podcast Connector is amazing because we get to know you, your show, exactly what you're looking for and if we find a guest who is perfectly aligned we will send them your way there is no requirement for you to book the guest you can just check it out, see if they're aligned, and we truly will only send you people who we think are perfect matches. So we won't be spamming you, but it is a no effort way for you to uh, find some really incredible guests and book them if you want. So if you are a host and you are interested in potentially getting connected with incredible people, again, there is no requirement to book them. The Podcast Connector is totally free for you, and you can head to thepodcastconnector.com, apply today, and we will be in touch soon.
1: Yeah. I've debated turning that off. I I go back and forth with certain boundaries based on goals that I have right now with clear STEM, we're still working on spreading like getting on a lot of podcasts, getting on different things. And so I do try to interact with people as much as possible at this stage in life. There have been stages in chapters in book building Clearstone where I have, you know, shut down a little bit more and I go back and forth on that. But I think it's important to realize that these options exist for laying down boundaries Mm -hmm. and it's okay if you want to turn off that people can comment back to your stories.
0: Yeah. And it's also like, depending on what you're talking about or like what your business is, like not everybody gets a massive influx. Like for me, when I had mine on to the general public, I was getting like a gazillion responses a day and then I couldn't sort through what I actually like wanted to respond to or if there's actually something I needed to see in there because some, like sometimes there are things I want to see. So I just have to like filter that out, you know? But then what we really want to talk about, what we really want to talk about you guys is to DM or to text. This is the question. <laughs> Do I, okay, here's the thing. This is how I feel about it. Quick, quick, like response to a story, a quick back and forth, you know, two or three things. Initiating an entire conversation, please, please
1: text me. And if you don't have my number, you probably shouldn't initiate the entire conversation. <laughs> No. <laughs> I tell people I've laid down this boundary so many times that I only have one person and it's a newer ish friend that has been doing it and I've been starting to lay down the boundary. Yeah. I've gotten every I've gotten everyone else on that off this. Mm-hmm. People would reply to my story and I'd be like, ha, thanks, or I'd like it. And then they'd be like, How are you? What are you up to today? Something like that. Yeah. And I would most of the time ignore it. But then I started laying down the boundary of like, Hey, just letting you know I don't have Instagram notifications turned on. So like I don't see this. Like mm-hmm. I I would just tell people that and then people started to not have conversations with me in the DMS, which was Mm -hmm. great because I hate that (laughs) so much because here's the thing. Like if we're, if we're texting that I'm just opening up the message app and there's no other distractions there on Instagram, there's a thousand other distractions and it's going to pull me away from what I'm doing for like an hour longer than a a quick text would. It just, it's so distracting it's so disruptive and truly like disrespectful to that other person's time of keeping them on an addictive app to have a conversation and get distracted when you want to have a conversation. Yeah. I think
0: for me, I just am so tight about like, I know what I need in terms of organization between applications as like has been discussed. Like I need to keep things separate. If I want to talk to a a friend, I'm like, I don't want to have to open up this app that I probably have some other boundaries with. Like there are days, sometimes weeks where I'm like, I don't want to go on the application. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's like social media is connected to my business. But like, so if you want to talk to me, like, and it's just a personal thing, just text me. And so the organization piece is just to like, keep it all clear for me. And so there's like no overlap and I'm not missing anything. And I'm like, I'm not going to be available. I'm not going to check five apps to see if somebody is going to hang out no. with me today. I one, of the,
1: one of the easiest ways, very, very simple ways to recharge my own personal battery is just delete Instagram for a few days. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. easiest, which, which goes to show how energy sucking it is as an application, but how also unimportant it is at the same time. Like if anyone important is going to get a hold of me, they're going to text or call me. I don't need that app to connect with the people that are most important to me. Yeah. It's a want it's fun. It's you know, you have to see all the things, but it's, it's absolutely not a need. I also will just say, I think some people don't realize, and
0: I was talking to a friend about this last night and maybe this is just in our circle. I don't know, but everybody I know is like this, where it's like, entrepreneurs who are actually like running their business, like it's pretty normal to not be like talking all the time, like all day, every day. And I think other people are used to like talking all day, every day, but it's like Keely and I have been very close friends for a long time. What, like six years or something? Like, yeah, almost seven. Yeah. Yeah. a, a, (laughs) yeah, A long time. And it's like there there could be like 8 months that go by and we don't talk and like
1: nothing's weird. Like like I oh, we like we wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I answered a text this morning from Christina that was from Tuesday cuz she literally was like not urgent, sent me a uh-huh. voice memo. I have like 40 some odd text messages sitting that I haven't looked at. And then this mm-hmm. morning I had a little bit of time. I was walking on the treadmill at the gym and I was like, "Oh yeah, like let me go back to Christina's thing and I listened to it and responded today." But what's great about that our relationship is like we don't we don't apologize for answering late anymore. It's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I got so busy. Oh my God. It's just like, we just answer when we, and it's (laughs) like, it's the most, it's the best release and like (laughs) the most calm relationship where neither of us feel guilt around not responding or the amount of time that goes by in between and there's no we don't neither of us take it personally either
0: yeah and it's like i I feel like we should normalize less communication but like effective communication and like quality communication yeah. over this like talking to people all that's all day every day it's just a lot and that's just how I am with with friends and people in my life. And I told sorry my friend about this. And I was like, if you're close to me, you just know. Like I'm not the kind of person that's gonna be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing right now? Oh yeah, did you hear about this? Like I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you're one of my close friends, it's not weird for us to not talk for months. <laughs> like everybody and most people are like busy. So they don't even they can't even, I don't know. Like no one's sitting there thinking like, why hasn't so and so talked to me?
1: We're all just doing our thing. Yeah. We get I our really intimate quality time. We get to hang out in person, dig dig, deep, because we'll spend a lot of time together and then it'll be like short spurts here and there. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get our quality time together. And that feels more, we could have like a quality time once a month or once every like six weeks or two months. And that feels more fulfilling than like a random gossipy here, there text message. Like I feel so fulfilled and like it deepens our friendship every time by doing that.
0: 100% quality
1: over quantity for sure. Yes. All
0: right. Oh, emails. <laughs> Same thing, I think, is just picking your time, whether that's once a day or twice a day or two days a week. I love what sometimes I get an autoresponder from people where it will be like, hi, I check my emails in, on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to two. We'll get back to you when I can. It's like, it's just like an autoresponder <laughs> automatically. Like, yeah, this is why I check knows. email. Because that way, people are like, oh, well, you know, it's Sunday, so she's not even going to see it until Tuesday. And yeah. just like, hey, here's the boundary. And I'm like, I respect that. I have a lot of friends who only check their email once a week, they have like an admin day and that's like when they do everything. And it, I think just picking your time and sticking to it and realizing that other people are going to might make you feel like you need to respond immediately and you don't. But that other person who's like poking at you, their whole job is probably just sitting, looking at their email. And it's like, I got shit to do. I can't hold myself back. Cause you're just sitting there looking at your email
1: and most things are not that urgent. I remember when I worked in sales And yeah, my job was making a hundred phone calls a day and emailing and following up. Like that was my entire job, nothing else. And I get a lot of those emails now from people selling different plugins and apps and softwares and you name it for ClearStem. And I just, (laughs) you'll die over this. The other week found this great new like plugin thing, this software that I want to implement for ClearStem. So I filled out on their website, like I wanted to set up a demo and a phone call with it. And I was traveling at the time. I was going to be traveling for a week and a half. I literally just got home a few days ago. (laughs) And so I said it being like, it's not urgent. Like I I want to get this going in the next month and a half, but it's like nothing that needs to be done right now. So I fill out a thing. I get an email probably like a half hour after filling it out. Like, Hey, set up a phone call. I saw it come through. I'm like, "Mm, I'll get to this honestly in a few days. What me setting up a phone call for a software that I want to get going in the next six weeks. Not, I do not need to set up a call in the next 30 seconds. I was proceeded to be emailed three times in 36 hours. The next one was like, hey, did you see my email from yesterday about scheduling a call? The next one was, hey, just want to make sure everything's okay. You still want to do this. I almost lost it. Like yeah. I almost, like, I got so, and this was like a me trigger. <laughs> like, I got so frustrated and yeah. quite frankly, angry. I got mad because I felt like a boundary was violated that I almost wanted to say something in the email. I didn't, I was like, apologize. I've been traveling, you know, looking to schedule this in the next three weeks. But I wanted to say like, that was so aggressive to me. Uh Like I get it. That person is it's a sales job. They're sitting in front of their computer. Their job is to follow up with me, but like my job, I want to get through my emails. I have a lot of people on our team that need attention projects we're working on. Like that is not a high priority. And I, so I think we need to normalize people's response times to emails and giving them some time in between, because Mm -hmm. we are just inundated with emails at this point. Like once your email gets out there, like, I feel like it's just getting ridiculous now and someone might not get back to you for a week. And that's fine. Like, stop. I know your job is sales, but like, stop, (laughs) like give a break in between because you're only going to start, you're only going to annoy that person. Like if you email two or three times in one week about something and it's sales, like, I'm telling you, you're going to annoy that person. And they're not going to want to work with you. Yeah. And when people keep pushing for communication, that just makes me like, maybe
0: I've decided I'll respond to you in three days. When you keep pushing, I'm like, I'm not responding to you for three weeks now because you're <laughs> pushing me if you're going to be that codependent. But yeah, this is, this is what I want to say about email, because I almost forgot about this. This is, this is one of my One of my biggest boundary flexes of all time, okay? And it's regarding email. So when I rebranded last year, I said, the number of people who email me things they don't need to email me is annoying me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna have an email anymore. So (laughs) when we rebranded, I made like, you know, all the we had all the standard like blank at Christina the channel. You know, for all the different accounts, but there is no Christina at Christina the channel. That does not exist. The only way that somebody can email us is is my team. It cannot get to me directly, uh, which was one of the best things ever. And then if I have to get to something, then my assistant will just tell me, hey, there's an email in here that you need to get to. And that was one of the best things I I ever did because now I don't get inundated with emails. Because what was happening was everybody was emailing me directly, and it didn't need to go to me. And I was spending so much time just forwarding stuff to my assistant and I'm like this shouldn't no you don't have access to this Mm -hmm. and so people just were still emailing that email and they're like I've been emailing you're you not responding I'm like yeah because that email doesn't exist I'm like well how do I get a hold of you yeah I don't have an email so honestly one of the best one of the best decisions I've ever made (laughs) if that's available to you I highly recommend it is don't have an email
1: I think that's so funny and that's goals in my head one day, (laughs) you know, in the meantime, If you're like in Christina's position before she got rid of her email, where you do have a lot of people emailing you when it should be going to someone else on your team, and you end up forwarding or you're sending now an email where you're copying that other person, the shift that I made was instead of me doing that extra work, I actually put it on the other person, which was so uncomfortable for me. As the person who enjoys offloading everyone's work, I was doing that so much that I was burning out. And so I would just respond back please email this email or please remove me off the reply all to this chain. Like if I was being on a chain where I really didn't need to be on anymore, I would ask to be removed from the chain or just but tell you're someone still exactly taking, the email.
0: You're still taking time to respond to them and say that. That's the same thing as it's actually faster for me to like forward it to my assistant, just press forward and then send. Oh, so times mo- so I it most would be to reply to that person and be like, please send this to my assistant.
1: Agreed. They, so- they've still gotten my time. Yeah. So let me, let me correct. There is a lot that I forward when I am correcting something that let's say it's a person that's continually emailing me for things when it needs to go to the other person. I'll say like, FYI, like this is the person on our team responsible for this Mm -hmm. in the future. Please just email this person in regards to all things containing this, that type of thing. So like delegating, basically saying like, I'm not in charge of this anymore. This is the person, if you have any issues. So for instance, when we brought on our web developer, I was still getting all the questions. And then I was CCing and bringing our web developer in. And then I communicated with our team. If you, if there's issues going on the website and it's within your department, you don't like, don't even need to ask me, just email our web developer directly. Like leave mm-hmm. me off of that. Don't ask me first. So those types of things is just teaching people where to go and leaving you off those lines of communication. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna say not having emails, <laughs> some next level shit. So,
0: you know, you can do it Kaylee's way where you're still responding to people, or you can do it my way where you're like, You don't get access to <laughs> <laughs> love
1: that you don't have an email. It's like, actually, I remember when you told me that I was it's like, so Christ- Loki, so, so triggered, so jealous. So like mean, like <laughs> I was like, shit, that sounds amazing. I was like, what would life be like? This
0: is the thing. <laughs> if people can't respect my boundaries and it's affecting me, it's like, no, then you don't get access. Yeah. Like, that's my responsibility <laughs> exactly. though. You know, so honestly, I can't imagine ever going back to having an email. Yeah, will be honest. So, okay. Email boundaries, getting back on your time. Mm-hmm. Some other things, having a stop time with work, you know, like what, what time are you ending? And that could be different every day. you know, maybe it looks different, but like, when are you resting? When are you taking, are you taking week weekends off? It can be so easy to just keep working, keep working, keep working. And I have found that like, let's say I have seven days where I'm working for like only two hours and I'm spending a lot of like free time elsewhere. I still feel burnt out. Like I need a whole day, at least one where there's, I'm not opening anything. No, like not even a single email. Cause for me personally, if I open one email that day, There's just something that shifts within me where I'm like, I haven't fully relaxed. And so I think just getting really clear on like, when are you taking time off? And you need to schedule that in the same way that you schedule in your workouts. Same thing. This is one
1: of the biggest things I learned from working with Christina is take because I was hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. Even in my free time when I was working out, I was listening to podcasts that were telling me to hustle more they're telling me to work harder. And I would stay up really late. I was waking up at 5am to work out, have my two hour morning routine, like just all the things. And I just kept having so many emotional breakdowns. Some people like, this comes up in a lot of different ways for people. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, will they'll go, 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 and then get sick and go, go, go and get sick. And they won't, they'll just be like, oh, I get sick all the time. And they literally do not connect the dots of like why they're getting sick. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Which I'm just like, I literally just stare at them. And I was like, do you you not see it? Okay. But again, I didn't see it at the time either. So I'm empathetic towards that because I would have these emotional breakdowns and I'd be like, why am I having these emotional breakdowns? And Christina Mm -hmm. would be like, "Mm, do you see your life? Um (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward, I still think there's seasons because like these last three weeks have been like very go, go, go for me, very travel, but I'm so conscious of where that can lead me now moving forward. When I do push too hard, I know what's going to happen. And so I do make sure to look at my schedule To find those break times or when I have a week like this week is like my catch up week. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not booking a lot of evening dinners with people. I'm saying no to a lot of things because I need to rest in the evenings. I've been cooking a lot at home versus eating out and ordering out because I need that. I enjoy cooking. So it's like a wind down time for me. It gets my creative brain somewhere else. I've been watching TV shows at night, which sometimes I don't do either. And so you have to find those breaks when you can, because there's going to be certain seasons and you might not be able to take every weekend off or every evening, but your body has to recharge or it will retaliate against you.
0: Oh, it will. It will. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's just like, like for me, I kind of keep it balanced. So it's like, let's say I have like three weeks where it's a lot going on. Or I think like the book launch, like everything was so crazy. So then I did like a hard hard off for like 10 days, you know? So I like, I basically even like balance it out that way. But yeah, I echo everything you, everything you said. Yeah. I think maybe we communication within team, And within meetings, I think that this is another piece and we'll talk more about how to run effective meetings, but this Mm -hmm. kind of circles back to what we're talking about before with texts versus another application versus like DMS. And I think that's something that's really important with boundaries for entrepreneurs of like, what are your expectations for, for communication within your team? Um, Like, how do you want them to communicate with you via what, what platform and in what way? And even like, for me, like I would place limits on that. There's no reason why you should need to talk to me all day, every day. Like it's a, give me one email give me one email or give me like a one time a day, give me all the updates, you know, or do you want an update every day? Or do you just want every week, like a a weekly wrap up? You know, how often do you want to have meetings? And I think just like being really clear about what your boundaries are and when you will and won't communicate. Like I was talking about before, I will tell my team, like I'm available from like 10 to two, other than that, don't expect me to respond. Uh, And if it's urgent, then text me, but just be like being really clear on whatever, whatever yours are um, so that people
1: know, and you already know, they're not expecting you to reply. Exactly. Being clear and then communicating that with your team, because again, Mm -hmm. no one is mind readers. So just like what Christina said, she communicates, she's unavailable between these certain hours. These are the ones she is available. So when you tell your team that they aren't going into fear mode of like, oh, am I not doing a good job? Oh, my boss isn't responding to me, all these different things when they are understanding of your schedule and vice versa, there's a really clear level of flow of communication without all this fear behind it. And then it's respecting everyone's time. It's allowing your employees to recharge too, because when they see you setting boundaries, it re-reminds them that they should be setting their own boundaries too. And really you, you want your team to be able to set boundaries for themselves as well, because they do need to take care of themselves. Yeah. And you don't want a
0: resentful, overworked team. And, you know, if if you own the business, like you're setting the tone for communication. Like so you actually get to change the energy of it. And I have been in situations before where there are so many meetings, so much communication. And it's like this wasn't necessary. Do we need a meeting for this? This could have been one freaking boxer. You know, did we did I need an update every single day? No. I just need to know what I need to know and like these are the hours. So remember that you get to set the tone of
1: what's normalized.
0: I think that's been enough for this episode. <laughs> I think
1: that is too. I think there's a lot and let us know where else you want us to expand on each yeah. of these as well. Not we went through text, social media, DMS, emails, stopping time for work, taking time off who has access to you, communications within our your team. And so, I mean, this is one of the most important things for success because if you're not feeling healthy, that is going to <laughs> reflect in all areas of business and life. Yeah.
0: Well, let us know it resonated with you and what your boundaries are. It's really about finding what works for you and maybe send this to somebody if you think it would help them out with their business boundaries. We love boundaries around here. It allows you to Uh, maintain relationships and not explode and take care of yourself and everybody around you. I know more boundaries. I've said, I have become a happier, healthier person, but also a better friend, a better boss. I've just become nicer (laughs) because (laughs) because I, I, uh, you know, I feel better. I don't feel overwhelmed. So we're excited to hear what, what you guys think. And thank you again for listening in. We will talk with you again next episode. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat with you again next episode.